Previously on Smart Mobility Today, we focused on EVs and EV charging, waiting to even buy an EV, EV safety, 6G, and privacy. This week's show includes a lot of news from the Detroit automakers, plus stories about space, industry 4.0, machine computing, and fishing with a drone. You've got something to say, and we can help you say it. Detroit Media Productions is here for your audio, photography, and video needs. DetroitMediaProductions.com Hi, this is Cindy Polakowski. A pioneering brand in the auto industry, Buick, was around five years before General Motors was founded in 1908. In fact, it is ironic that EVs outsold gasoline-powered cars back then because GM just announced that the full North American Buick lineup will be electric by 2030. Buick plans to introduce its first EV in two years and along with sibling brand Cadillac is expected to lead GM's effort to phase out internal combustion engines by 2035. And here is more from GM. This week it was announced that the price of a Chevy Bolt has been cut to $26,595, making it the cheapest EV in the U.S. market and for under $1,000 more than you could buy a Nissan Leaf. This considerable Bolt price reduction follows the most expensive per-vehicle recall in history triggered by a series of LG battery-related fires. Production of the Bolt halted last fall, but was restarted this April and made possible the launch of the crossover Bolt, EUV. In India, a partnership between GOBP, MG, and Castrol envisions the establishment of a four-wheeler EV charging infrastructure. These planned EV-friendly roads will include a service component that expands Castrol's current service and oil change offerings in the country. The new charging infrastructure, blended with the existing service network, is intended to meet rising EV adoption in India and is expected to generate training and employment opportunities for mechanics certified to work on EVs. Back in Detroit, Ford is doing less poorly than reported just months ago. Following a few months of slumping sales, the company reports that May sales were down a mere 4.5% when compared to a year ago due to high demand and limited supply. Tight inventories at dealerships, thanks to disruptions to Ford's manufacturing, have promoted the company to offer incentives to customers who place orders for their vehicles and are willing to wait for them to be built and delivered. Almost half of Ford's retail sales in May came from orders placed early in the year. And if it's any indication that Ford leadership thinks things are looking up, the company has just announced 6,200 new union jobs thanks to an investment of $3.7 billion. That spending will include retrofitting existing plants to manufacture new EVs and new versions of gas-powered Mustangs and Rangers. In addition to the new jobs, Ford is also making 3,000 temporary workers full-time hourly workers who will see higher pay and health care benefits immediately. All of this represents a win for the UAW, helping workers during a period of high inflation and financial insecurity. Aspen Search Group finds the talented professionals your organization needs to keep growing. Visit aspensearch.us and talk with our expert recruiters. China's Geely Group this week conducted its first successful satellite launch, putting satellites into low Earth orbit. This is a first step in building a low-orbit network that is expected to provide accurate navigation data for AVs. 
The company plans to launch another 63 by 2025 and envisions a constellation of 240, making Geely the second automaker running a space business. The other is SpaceX, which is owned by Tesla and has more than 2,000 satellites in its Starlink network. And that's about half the number planned. While the primary purpose of the Geely network is high precision positioning support for AVs, the company also plans to provide communication services at this September's Asian Games. A geospatial data and Earth observation company called Near Space Labs announced the launch of Swifty 3, a fleet of stratospheric imaging robots. The Swifty 3 uses weather balloons and sensors to reach elevations twice that of commercial flights. This allows the robots to capture high-resolution, high-frequency images of landscapes, man-made structures, and changes occurring on the Earth. These images can be important when making decisions about how to act. For example, in the face of a natural disaster, the imaging sensors carried by the devices include a 10-centimeter per pixel high-resolution optical sensor capable of capturing 400 to 1,000 square kilometers of imagery per flight or the entirety of New York City's five boroughs. Industry 4.0 is a term and concept that was born in Germany 11 years ago. As we enter a post-pandemic period, there is a new emphasis by some business leaders on employing technology to streamline processes and solve problems. Siemens CEO of Digital Industries, Cedric Nieke, talks about Industry 4.0 as if it were a ketchup bottle. While all of the pressure on the bottle to date has not yet produced a lot of results, Nikki thinks that we are about to witness an explosion. Pressures ranging from the climate crisis to the war in Ukraine or the supply chain crunch and shortage of workers are the kinds of challenges expected to push people to figure out ways to do things like use less fuel or become more sustainable and efficient and ways to use automation to make these things happen. We will be right back. I'm ready. Looking for better ways to manage your IT, phone systems, or remote workforce? Improve your organization using technology that works for you. PSNTechnology.com For decades, the semiconductor industry has contributed much to the global economy. In 2021, for example, worldwide semiconductor industry sales totaled $555.9 billion. Its domino effect impact might be even more startling because without semiconductors, we would not have personal computers, mobile devices, or cloud computing. In a recent Forbes article, Dr. Shoshan Liu reviews this history and argues that in a similar way, autonomous machine computing will power the upcoming robotic age touching areas like Martian or lunar exploration, delivery and home service robots, industry and agriculture robots, all of this greatly impacting and revolutionizing the global economy. Sometimes all of this work, understanding and reporting on the future of everything makes me want to take a break and go fishing like my dad. Did you know that some recreational fishers are using robotic drones to cast a line? These drones built for fishing are waterproof and can carry heavy loads of bait. You can even buy a submarine drone armed with sonar and a light up lure. Hmm, not sure my dad would approve. 
Read these stories and more at globalautomobility.com and subscribe to Smart Mobility today on your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to receive our weekly newsletter and follow us on social media at Smart Mobility Today. Produced by Detroit Media Productions, this is Smart Mobility Today.